Congratulations. Your selection by Video Production News is evidence of the hiring committee's recognition of your employment history and unique personal qualities. It is my hope that through hard work and commitment, you will move through the intern program and continue to pursue your career goals as full-time employees of Video Production News. I can tell you from experience that the surest way up the ladder is to listen carefully and follow my orders. You may be confused at times and other times unsure. But remember, I will never ask you to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm Frank. This is Zach, as I'm always. Zach. Uh, today, We're doing a lot calmer intro lately. Yeah, you know, whatever. It's fine. I want to be in your face. Like, <laughs> yeah, welcome back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was Beethoven. <laughs> Yeah, it was. <laughs> You're trying to you know say how that, crazy Beethoven can you're trying get. to say that Beethoven isn't fucking wild. You're trying to say he wasn't really deaf. <laughs> <laughs> he knew what was going on. <laughs> he was just fucking everybody. Uh, today we it's are a lifelong <laughs> prank. <laughs> uh, today we are discussing 2015's Nightcrawler, yes. starring Jake Gyllenhaal, written and directed by Dan Gilroy. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this movie. I thought it was. I think it's great. I think Jake Gyllenhaal in this movie is fantastic. I, I didn't think, like this movie that much. Well, then we'll discuss it. I'm just kidding. I really like oh, this okay. movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've tricked you. I was, I was kind of offended. <laughs> uh, no, this movie was cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal, I think, specifically. Oh, yeah. I think that this might be his best role. I would agree. Like he's, well, I mean, you haven't seen him in Mysterio for, uh, for Spider-Man. You're right. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> He's Mysterio. He, I don't, who is that? He plays like the magician, but like a supervillain. It sounds bad. No, no, it's cool. Like he he wears like this big green dumb suit, <laughs> and like he uh he has like this fishbowl helmet, and he kind of just makes like projections to make it seem like he can grow or like. But it's he, fake. Yeah, it's all fake. He's he's a he's a movie. Are you saying magic is fake? <laughs> I'm saying Telling that me magic David is Copperfield is not real. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, I still think that <laughs> this is probably his best role. Yeah, no, I think so, too. Uh, I think this is... I, but you know why? You know why I think this is his best role? The man bun? No, not the man bun. Mm-hmm. Because I truly believe that this is basically who Jake Gyllenhaal really is in real life. You, th- you think he's a con artist? <laughs> well, no, not a con artist, but I, I kind of think he's just crazy. And I yeah, think I he's like that. a sociopath. All <laughs> and uh, I think that's basically what this movie is about. Um but I don't know, like, there's just, like, certain points in this film where it's just Jake Gyllenhaal just, like, sitting and just whatever, like, his face is just resting Jake Gyllenhaal face. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this is really him, I I, I think. Like, you, you've seen interviews with him? Like, he's yeah. just, he's nuts. He's just crazy. Yeah, he doesn't know what the fuck's going <laughs> on. <laughs> Especially, too, like, you remember the scene where he's kind of just hanging out on the beach and he's, like, looking around and then he sees, like, the guy with the bike from the bike. Yeah. And he just kind of looks over and smiles for yeah. a second. I was like, hey, what's up, Jake Gyllenhaal? <laughs> I just feel like it's him. Yeah. I really feel like, but I think that's why this is probably his best role is because this is probably like as closely related to him as it really is. He or an Okja, maybe he's maybe that's really him. Like Okja, you've seen Okja? No. Oh, he plays the one with the weird fucking giant dog fish. Uh, it's like a hippopotamus. Yeah, elephant thing. He's in that. Yeah, he's like a crazy doctor, and he's so flamboyant. Like, and it's just so. It's just everything you want from Jake Gyllenhaal. Like I, I and my my biggest fear, mm-hmm. and I think we've discussed is that this. He would die. No, because <laughs> I'd be sad. <laughs> no, um, 
I think my biggest fear is that Jake Gyllenhaal, and I think we discussed this way before we even like had the podcast, mm-hmm. was that he might go down the Nicolas Cage route. Oh, and go just completely And just insane. go, like, just start taking any role possible and just, he just, you know what I mean? Like, he just, is just becomes... I don't know, because, like, I mean, yeah, like, he did Mysterio lately for Spider-Man, but, like, you know, that's Marvel money, so... That is Marvel that. money. Yeah, but... But um, Nicolas Cage was almost Superman. No, that was Nicolas Cage. That's what I just said. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking of Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Jack Nicholson as Batman. Oh, God. <laughs> Just like current day Jack Here's Nicholson. Here's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, yeah, no, Nicolas Cage is insane. But, um, I mean, he he did Nocturnal Animals, which oh, I wow. haven't seen. No, but, like, it's actually it looks, a film that I was going to recommend I, for my next movie. I was going to recommend it. Which is recommended it. or uh, directed by Tom Ford, the it's, fashion guy. It's the, it's the sequel to Nightcrawler. It is not. Oh, <laughs> but I really, I really, really like it. It looks cool. Animals. I watched the trailer to it and I was like, damn, like this looks like a really cool Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Yeah, it's great. And then I liked Enemy. I know you didn't right. really. No, feel... I, I liked Enemy a lot. Mm-hmm. I did. Uh, it, it took a little bit to like grow on me. And mm-hmm. I think I didn't quite understand it the first three times that I watched it. Uh, but now like watching, like seriously, like watching it like the third time, I was like, hmm, I think these spiders are a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that there's just a giant, giant spider, spider in the room. <laughs> So uh, I thought I think that Enemy is a really really fantastic film, but it's a, it's a it's a film that really tests your patience. I yeah, think. I think it's like it really just makes you be with a character. Mm-hmm. It's, it's this this film and um, uh, Enemy, in my opinion, are very interesting character study films. I think so too because you really see like this progression of. He's incredibly smart, but at the same time, too, he's putting his life at risk for pretty much... We're talking about Nightcrawler. Yeah, we're talking about Nightcrawler. For pretty much anything. And he manipulates everyone so well without having, like, a formal degree or, like... Right. So, if you haven't seen Nightcrawler, uh, basically what this film is about is about a man who becomes what they call in the business is a Nightcrawler, which is basically the people who... Uh, run around with video cameras and film uh, basically like accidents and just like stabbings and crime and then they sell their footage to uh, news broadcasters and then the broadcasters use their footage and then pay them yeah (laughs) Uh, and then that's basically what a night crawler is and Jake Gyllenhaal has no formal training in this and basically he stumbles upon it when He's driving down the highway and he sees like a whole bunch of police uh, cop, a whole bunch of police vehicles like whiz past him. And he like pulls over to the side of the road and he sees what happens and he sees this uh, really bad car crash. There's a woman yeah. and like the car's on fire and she's trying to like the, the police officers are trying to pull her out. And then he notices uh, a van pulls up and two guys pop out with cameras and he, the one guy's like yelling at the other guy, like, hey, make sure you get this angle. And then the other guy's like, I'm going to stay over here. And they're just filming this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then he has like a brief conversation with this guy. And he basically says, like, what, what are you doing? What do you do? How much does it pay? And the guy basically gives him like the general rundown of this is what we do. Uh, and we don't really get paid enough for it, but you then realize that you get paid a shit ton for like really good footage, great stuff. Um, 
And Jake Gyllenhaal decides, you know, he asks him if the, if he is hiring and the guy says no. So then Jake Gyllenhaal then takes it upon himself to buy himself his own video camera and then start doing this by himself. Mm-hmm. And Which he, he buys like a really like shitty like police scanner and he's like learning the codes and all that. And it's a very, very interesting character study where you're watching a man who is basically, in my opinion, like very desperate. Yeah, and, he's insane and desperate because like even so, like the beginning of the movie, he's like stripping copper and wires to like go sell it right and the security officer like stops him and he looks down at the watch and he wears that watch for the rest of the film exactly he tackles the fuck out of him and then the next scene you see him driving around with the watch on yeah so he's desperate pretty much to do anything and you can even see too like the few shots that they give you of his apartment he doesn't have a lot going on in there. Mm. Like it's it's basically him and his plant. Yeah, it's him and his. <laughs> <laughs> it's his plant. He's got a couch. He's got like a decent looking TV. But yeah, he's but, just, he's, but he's stealing the cable from his neighbors. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then he's just eating fucking like ramen every single day, basically. Exactly. So he doesn't have. He is not making good money, and he's kind of just like drifting at this moment. He's kind of like in this, you know, in this state of just purgatory where he's just kind of in between right yeah and he's just kind of like aimlessly drifting trying to find so basically the way he makes his money is in the beginning of the film basically what he's doing is he's just stealing like metal he's like stealing um manhole covers Mm. chain link fences copper wire and then he's just bringing it to like uh some type of like i don't know what it's it's like a junkyard of some type not so much a junkyard i think it was more of like a, a construction office where they were just like hey, we'll take, like, any parts. And he asked the guy, too. It was like, hey, are you looking for yeah. anybody that can, like, work for you? Like, yeah. I can, I can he's work very, for you. He's very, very good in this movie at selling himself. Yes, because... But the thing is, if you... Like, he's very good at selling himself, but it almost... It comes off very robotic. A little like, bit. You know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. he just doesn't stop. And, he, and it just almost seems like he's just reading a script. Yeah. And he's just going... Blah, 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 and just going and going and going. Well, it, it seems like he has everything memorized to the point where it's almost like he he understands like how people are going to respond to his questions. Yeah. And he already has a list of like what to say exactly. if they say this. Yeah. And I even like to like the first line where when he's walking with the construction officer and he's uh, trying to like make prices for everything mm-hmm. and he's given him like okay, I want this price, I want this price, I want this price. And the construction officer is like, I'm not negotiating with you. Yeah. And he's like, well, we're almost close. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I really would like the end of that scene when the guy, when he's like, you know, saying like, hey, when can, when can I start? Because he basically yeah. sold himself. <laughs> he, he, he like sells himself and then he's just expecting to get the job. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, I'm not hiring you. And he's like, why? And he's like, I'm not hiring a fucking thief. Because he yeah. knows that like he's stealing all of this stuff, yeah. and then Jake Gyllenhaal smiles and he like points at him and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, you like, know that I that, am." That's a good like that's a good point. Like yeah. you know what I mean? And 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 he's looking at it. I feel like from a boss to employee standpoint, mm-hmm. and he like then put himself in that situation and was like, "You know what? Yeah, that's a good. That was a smart, intelligent business move." And he, then I think he takes that yes. with him. You know what I mean? And then like and then he uses it in practice. Yeah, exactly. Because then later on, like when he invites like Rick to come to like lunch with him to kind of do like a mock interview type thing. Yeah. And he's for lying. his business. Yes. Uh because Rick or Richard, however they however say you it, prefer. Yeah, whichever one you prefer, because he says both in it mm-hmm. because he likes to be formal when he's being a bit of a dick to yeah. him. But uh that's played by Riz Ahmed. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then the only other character that I really put down in here besides Jake Gyllenhaal and Riz Ahmed was uh, Rene Russo, who plays Nina. Yeah. The uh, and they have news. a very interesting relationship oh, yeah. in this movie. Yeah, he kind of like blackmails her it's a little bit. It's very interesting, but go on with yeah, what real, we were saying. Real quick, just because um, when he first does like the mock interview with Rick, he tells him like, oh, like we have our own like TV company studio and like, you know, we're... we're he basically says like they're very successful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's literally just him. It's him and like a $30 camcorder yeah. and then like a $50 police scanner. Yeah, but he sells it so well yeah. that it seems like he actually is the head of a company. Right. And then this guy is, Rick is just so desperate. Well, yeah, He's homeless. Yeah, exactly. So he, he has nothing. He's just looking for any type of work. Yeah. And he, you know, I, I thought for like a split second, like halfway through this movie, there was going to be a point where like Rick was going to outshine him him a little bit and like go to a different company Mm. but that never ended up happening he always just kind of like stayed with him yeah and he over time like starts to learn a little bit more of like what uh lou bloom who is jake gyllenhaal's character is trying to do yeah and at points like he realizes how fucked up it is like especially the later half with the crazy like home shooting scene yeah. yeah he realizes how fucked up it is but he's like, I'm desperate. I got to go along with this. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think every character in this film serves a really, really great purpose mm-hmm. where Rick is kind of Rick is kind of us where yes. we're sitting in the passenger seat with Jake Gyllenhaal and Jake Gyllenhaal is basically saying, you know, in this movie, Jake Gyllenhaal plays a sociopath. Pretty one hundred percent. I think he's a he's a sociopath. Yeah, not he to has, the point where it's like he's gonna murder anybody, but like he's, well, that's not what a sociopath is. Well, no, but, I know, but like he's not gonna murder. <laughs> well, a psychopath. He's a sociopath. Never so mind. Basically, he almost did murder people. Well, he definitely did murder. <laughs> so people. a sociopath basically is a person that like just has no kind of like no emotions. Mm-hmm. Like they don't feel anything, and they have no. They don't really understand like love and hate and all that. They just are kind of in like a limbo state, and I think that is like very metaphorical for who he is as a person when we first see him in this limbo state where he do, he's not he's just kind of drifting along mm-hmm. and then that is who he really is as an actual person yeah cause and, there was a really good line too sorry to cut you off go ahead. but um a, a really good line that like stuck with me because like early on when rick and uh lou are kind of like starting to get to know each other rick asks him is like why like what's your problem with people like why don't you mm-hmm. why don't you understand people and then later on like right around like the climax of the movie he says what if my problem isn't that i don't understand people but i don't like them yeah and that's a very important line to who lou bloom's character is yeah and rick being kind of like us where again we are essentially sitting in the passenger seat with jake gyllenhaal when he's driving around at night and rick is who we would be where he's like dude this is messed up like you are so it gets to the point where jake gyllenhaal's character is literally he he basically treats his video footage as like true cinematic art yes and he starts learning about like like scene blocking and 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 he and he learns about all of like these camera techniques and then he then uses it what in in his in his footage and he's essentially doing what a filmmaker does when they're making a film Mm -hmm. so 
he notices like a really terrible car accident with a dead body. The guy flew out of the windshield and he's yeah. dead and he's filming it and he gets there before the police get there or anybody else. And he basically is just like, well, in his head, he's basically thinking this doesn't look as dramatic as it possibly could. Mm-hmm. So he then drags the dead body and he positions the body in in a certain spot. And then he like gets up on like the, uh, the hill and he's like, you know, holding it up. So he, then you can see like the car accident, the car, like the mangled car. And then also the body that really, really speaks to who he is. That was because one he, of my favorite scenes. Yeah. Of the movie. It's a great, great scene. Yeah. Cause it definitely shows like what he's willing to do to get the most out of like each shot right he doesn't look at it anymore as like somebody's killed or somebody got like seriously hurt he's looking at it in almost like an artistic form right and then that also plays into when he cuts the brake lines for bill paxton's character i don't remember what his yeah. name was yeah because he offers him like the job to do like a uh, a second truck right and he says like no nah, i don't want to do it and then he starts like calling him like oh you're a little prick and all that yeah and then a gr- something that i really like is when he he doesn't do it very often but he does do it and it's when he gets like angry or frustrated or like he's threatening somebody he never raises his voice Mm-mm. he never he never like screams and shouts except for one time yeah when he does it to himself in the mirror which is a fucking is cool a great scene because it's just him like losing it a yeah. little bit uh but like when he tells when he tells bill paxton's character he's basically just like you keep talking to me like I want this position and I don't. And the, and Bill's just basically like keeps like trying to like, you know, get him and get him. And he goes, I feel like grabbing you. Yeah, I feel like grabbing ears. both of your ears and just screaming in your face. I don't fucking want it. <laughs> but instead, I'm going to go home and do some accounting. Yeah. And then he just gets in his car and leaves. And that's almost more terrifying. Yeah, because he's calmer. He's more, like, collective. He knows the situation. He understands the situation. Yeah. And he's thought of 12 different ways to, like, figure this out. Yeah. So in that, it's a little bit scarier than him just straight up going up to his face and, like, screaming. Right. And then and then his sort of love interest, but Mina. not quite. Because he blackmails her, pretty much. Yeah. Because after he starts, like, really getting into the business and, like, delivering, like, pretty good shots, he, at first it seems like it's just, he's interested in her, he just wants to, like, have a relationship, and he invites her out to, like, this Mexican restaurant, and they go for a little bit, and it seems kind of nice at first, and then he starts talking where it's like, I want, like, a business partner who's also, like, a relationship partner but at the same time i'm not looking for anything like dramatic and basically tells her like listen like i know you run like quarterly for whether you have a job or not and i know that that's coming up because it's every two years and you haven't had a job for more than two years at a time so i'm the guy who can come in and give you good footage to keep you on board or I could just go sell it to somebody else. Right. And then she's basically like, well, you're a fucking little prick. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'd rather you sleep with me yeah. for, <laughs> for it. <laughs> and yeah. they never show anything. They mm-hmm. never show like anything where they're together or like a shot where it's like he leaves and she's in the bed and nothing right. like that. It's right. all kind of just like up to the imagination if 
they right. actually went through with that. Right. But they do because yeah. he, he mentioned he, he like yells at her one time. Yes. And he says something about like you being in like, I don't want you to like, I don't know. I don't remember exactly yeah. what he says, but he says something to the effect of, you know, like, I don't want you to question me like like the last time we were at your your apartment. Mm-hmm. So clearly they, they are having some type of relationship with one another. Yeah. Um, and Jake Gyllenhaal or Lou is very much in control of it. Yeah. Um, but it, there's an interesting concept because they're, they're, they're very similar. Mm-hmm. Because she has no, she is also kind of like a sociopath. Yeah, she's alone. She has no family. She has no friends. This is all that she kind of knows. Yeah, and when he comes in with this seriously graphic footage multiple times of just dead bodies and people being, you know, stabbed or shot or whatever it is, and they're in the newsroom over, like, watching over the uh, the footage, mm-hmm. when it's, like, really horrific... She's like smiling. Yeah, she loves it because she and knows he's, this And then Jay Gyllenhaal standing in the background, like almost like anticipating, are they going to love it as, you know, are as they, gonna, are they going to appreciate what I'm giving them? Yeah. And then, you know, she, you know, of course, there's the one guy who's always in the room and he's basically <laughs> like, we it's can't like Fred show or this. Frank, something like yeah. that, where he's yeah, like, I think this it's is too Frank. much. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, we can't show this. We can't do this. And then, you know, she's like, hey, you just write the tweets. Go home. Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, they're very, very similar where they don't care about, they don't, they don't see the dead people as people. They see them just as ratings, as ratings. Yeah. And I mean, similar to what we mentioned earlier, when he cuts Bill Paxton's character's brake lines yeah. and then he crashes and then he, what a cool shot too, of like the camera just hanging over him. Right. And then you see like. Lou's face just smiling at him. Yeah, but then Rich, like, Rick is basically like, listen, man, like, we can't film him. He's one of us. Lou responds with, like, not anymore. Now he's just... Yeah. He's just, he's just profit. Yeah. It's really interesting. It's interesting to see, like, his change as soon as, like, something occurs. Because even the... More or less, like, the last great scene in the movie with the whole... Where he... Uh, he cut out like the part of like what the two shooters faces looked like oh, for the, the, during the home invasion. One. Yeah, yeah. During the home invasion kept that and then looked up like the license plate and what they looked like. Yeah. And then he withholds information from the detectives about it mm-hmm. to then go and find these guys, watch them, wait for them to go to like a more open area, like in the city and then call the cops and then film whatever the fuck happens. Right, and it's all just for cinematic. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's all for cinematic purposes. It's like this is what's going to look the best. So he knows who the murderers are. Well, he doesn't know them, but he knows like where they are and where they're located and what they look like, but he decides to hold out on telling it because going the the police going to their to their house doesn't look as dramatic and it isn't as um you know eye catching as in the middle of a restaurant yeah. with with people eating dinner and whatnot which so, is why too I, I like the scene like right before they end up going to like the restaurant mm-hmm. where it's Rick saying like as somebody like us who would be like dude this is fucking crazy like we can't do this like we got to just call the cops and like stop it right here yeah and he starts kind of negotiating with him Mm -hmm. where at first like Lou is like listen like you've been doing a really good job I'm prepared to offer you a like uh, a co-owner or something like that or an executive producer yeah and he's like oh I I want more money then yeah and he's like at first he it's it's very funny because he throws out was like okay I want a hundred bucks then he's like all right 
Yeah. And then he's like, I could have gotten more, couldn't I? It's yeah. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> shitty. Yeah. But then later on, like when they get to it, he basically like blackmails Lou a little bit where he's like, listen, like I know that you withheld all this information. I'll call the cops if we don't like, if you don't give me a raise even more than what I'm on top of now, or we do it like in a correct manner. And it's the first time, like in a long time in the movie that Lou doesn't win the negotiation or doesn't have like a backup plan for like how he, he kind of like, he doesn't, but then he figures he it does. out. Yes. He, he thinks on the fly and man, is it a fucked up thought? Yeah. And it's re- so a, I want to talk a little bit about the home invasion scene when he, when he goes in there. Okay. Uh, because when I first watched this movie, this movie, like, I remember the first time I was watching this movie, it was literally making me sweat. Oh yeah. Like I, I was going to bring up the point too, where it's like, this is the first movie in a long time where I was actually a little on edge to see yeah. like what happened next. Because it's so nerve because yeah. you feel like the way that Dan films this movie, you feel like you're really in there with Jake Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. and you feel like you shouldn't be there. Like you know that that a crime just occurred and the police are mm-hmm. on their way, but we're creeping around the crime scene with all the dead bodies. And my God, it's is very it, unnerving. It's like white knuckle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're just like, get the fuck out of here. Like, we need to leave now. I was so nervous, too, because I was like, oh, fuck, like the cops are going to get there and they're going to think that he did it. Yeah. And this movie's going to go and fucking that's, crazy. That's the interesting part, because Lou isn't a good guy. No, no, he's not. But for some reason... He's very likable. He's very likable. And us as the audience members, at least for me, we want to see him get out of this. Yeah. I want to see him succeed. And that's a very... It's like a similar thing with like Breaking Bad, Mm -hmm. where Walter isn't good, but we love Walter. And we want Walter to get out of any situation that he gets himself into when we want Walter to succeed. And in this movie, it's like, we know Jake Gyllenhaal is a sociopath, but for some reason we have empathy towards him mm-hmm. and we don't want him to get caught by the police. We don't want him to to get hurt in any way. We want him to be successful. Yeah. And I think that is a real testament to what Dan was able to write and be able to develop a character that is so unlikable yet likable at the same time that we 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 know that what he's doing is wrong and we know that what he's doing is morally just horrific but we're there with him and we want him to work but we also it's like it's a constant like emotional battle with yourself yeah. because it's like we know you're being a shitty person we don't like you but we still want to be here with you. Yeah, but and then we get nervous at what you're doing. Exactly. Like, dude, come on. Like, you're going Let, too let's far. Let's get the fuck out. <laughs> like, we need to go now, and, like, we need to leave. It's just, it's such an interesting, like, play with your emotions, and I think it works so well in this movie. And when he when he ends up going into that house, and and he's filming all the dead bodies, yeah. and... And he's just going around and he has no, he has no care. Like he doesn't care again. No. This is like fully, he's gone. Like, you know what I mean? He's not. I was almost waiting for him to again, like kind of move some people around yeah. just to. He doesn't though, because no. it was almost like too perfect. It yeah. was like a perfect, you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a suburb house. Mm-hmm. It's 
everything is just white and clean and then you just have this like the blood red all over the place and it's just it was so perfect for what he needed even so too like him going upstairs to like the the baby's room yeah and doing that slow creep to the crib and then seeing that nothing's in there and then selling that portion too of like oh this can be like the jump scare yeah. for it and it's, it's like, Jesus Christ, you've thought of, like, everything. Yeah, exactly. He really comes in like a director. But it's so interesting because he comes into every situation mm-hmm. not knowing what he's going to see, yet he's so good. You know what I mean? Like, on yeah. the fly, like, similar with, you know, how, how good he is with talking to people and how good he is with, like, negotiating and just speaking about things. Uh, it's it, it translates to his filmmaking where... He's just on the fly doing it, but he makes it so cinematic. Yeah. And he doesn't really do like many like reshoots or anything like that. He just does it. And it just, it's like the first time he just, it just flows so perfectly. It's just, it's great. Yeah. It's fucking, that's why like I was so interested in like how his character works throughout the entire movie. And he says too, like, I'm a fast learner. And he looks up just pretty much everything on the internet of like how to do it. Yeah, that's what he did for the the police codes too to learn like how everything goes. Yeah, because he mentions that he has when he's walking with what's her name Nina. Nina, he's like walking with her, and he's like, "I have no formal education, but you can learn anything you want on the internet." Mm-hmm. And you, that's you, where he almost came off like kind of creepy that scene. Yeah. Okay, so we we covered that now. I wanna I wanna cover their relationship a okay. little bit because it's weird. It's very weird. Again, they're very similar, but. Probably my favorite scene between them is when he delivers the home invasion video, mm-hmm. and then she's like, "Everybody get out of the room." Yeah, and there's this like this tension. beautiful like romantic music playing, and they're like staring. Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm in, I'm incorrect. This is <laughs> that's not when this is. So actually, that's when. Let's actually talk about uh, what happens. D- the let's talk about the car chase. Okay. So the car chase is fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> the car chase is nuts. Because it it all stemmed from, at that point, Lou was like, okay, like, this is a perfect spot. And then calls the cops and lets them know, like, hey, the two guys are, like, at the noodle shop. And, like, I'm pretty sure that these are the guys from the home invasion. Mm-hmm. And then you see, like, two cops come in and then two more cops come in. And then it just turns into, like, this giant uh, shootout. Right. And cops are killed. People are killed. One of the home invaders like makes it to his car and it becomes like this giant chase scene where Lou is like right on the cop's ass. Like he's he's following them. Yeah. Just telling Rick to film everything. Yeah. Up until the point where the, the cop car kind of like tries to like ram the invader and he rams back and it, I don't know. It just did it enough where the car just flipped. Yeah. And then the home invader's car flipped and he stops and like pulls over right. just to like get a close up shot of like everything. Right. And then this is the point where, like we were talking about before, he had a backup plan to Rick for trying to blackmail him. Mm-hmm. Where he tells him, like, hey, go get the shot, go get the shot, like right inside where the invader is. Because he tells him that he's dead. Yeah. He says, he, he, he looks at him, he goes, he's dead. He's like, come in and get the shot, get a nice close-up of him. Mm-hmm. So then Lou Standing backs back. away, and he like goes all, he goes around another like the flipped cop car. Mm-hmm. And he's just standing there. And while he's standing behind the cop car, he's also filming Rick. Yeah. And then Rick comes around, and he notices 
he like gets in there and he and he goes into like the windshield and he notices that the guy is still alive and the guy pulls a gun out and he shoots Rick mm-hmm. and then the guy gets out of the car and he's he's looking at Jake Gyllenhaal almost in awe yeah because he's almost looking at him like are you seriously filming this right now like I ju- like it's almost like the guy recognized that he just killed his partner yeah and and he's almost completely in shock that he that he killed that he killed his buddy and and he doesn't care yeah Lou just doesn't bat an eye like he. Like, even before, he just says, like, this is the shot now. Like, you're no longer my partner. Yeah. Like, you're just prophets. And there's there's almost, like, this weird... It almost seems as if Jake Gyllenhaal's character... It almost seems like as if Lou would almost be okay with getting killed at that time. Because yeah. he doesn't move. Like, the guy kind of walks towards him. And Jake Gyllenhaal just kind of stands there. I mean, he looks like... He looks... I wouldn't say frightened, but just like, it just looks like his adrenaline's pumping right now. Yeah. And he's just like, what's going to happen? But he doesn't back away. He doesn't run. He's not scared. It's just like, even if I get shot, that would be fucking awesome too. Like that would be great too. So it's, it's a really weird concept, but the guy decides not to shoot him because the cops then pull up. They have their little shootout. They kill the guy. And then he's recording Rick mm-hmm. and he tells them and Rick is like telling him like, yo, you're fucking crazy. Like you're insane. Yeah, like you, you, like you got me killed. This. You you did all this just, just for a shot. And Jay Tunnel basically just is like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I, yeah, I am. And I, and you know, he's like, you, you tried to black or not blackmail me, but he's like, you tried to screw me over with money. Uh, and I took the liberty to, to, I saw an opportunity and I jumped on it mm-hmm. and now you're going to die but it's going to be it's going to be you know it's going to be great because you're my camera guy and it's going to that's going to even be more cinematic for this and then when he then this is what I was mentioning when he brings that footage to the yes. news the broadcast the very romantic and then music. it's like the very weird romantic music and they're staring at one another but there's a very I think I'm not sure for me is maybe I'm just looking too deep or too much into it but it's like they they pause it she she tells she tells everybody to get out mm-hmm. and then and they pause what they're watching and it's Rick looking right directly at the camera and then and then it's uh, Lou and Nina then like talking to one another, and she's saying like how beautiful it is and how great yeah. it is. And she's like, I, she's like, I want it. She's like, you, and he, he's like, I know you want it. And she's like, how, he, he's like, how bad do you want it? And she's like, you tell me. It's like a weird sexual yeah. thing that's going on between them. But while that's happening, you have Rick just staring at them, and it's like he's watching them negotiate but for even, his death. Yeah. It's it's fucking weird, and then even so too. This is the the one time where Lou doesn't negotiate his price. He lets uh, Nina decide the price for it, because she asks like, "How much do you want for it?" And he says, like you said, "You tell me." I think it was vice versa. No, 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 no. He he asks, "You tell me." Hmm. I think I think it was the other way around. No, you're wrong. I'm pretty sure it's the other way around. You're fucking (laughs) wrong. But then because of this. He ends up having enough money to start his own nightcrawler business. Yeah, so he he gets interrogated by the police. Yes. They come to him. They're like, you fucking, like, you know, you filmed all of this, blah, 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 blah. They don't, I guess they don't really have a, they can't really arrest him. Because they have no real evidence of, like, to why. And his story is so, like. It's, like, just airtight. Yeah. He's like, this is what happened. Which is what I mean, where it's like, he thinks of every situation and has an answer for it all. Right. Because he even says, too, is like, oh, like, if my, if my partner Rick was here, he would tell you the exact same thing. But unfortunately, he's dead. Yeah. 
And I love too, like when she gets up and she's pissed off, mm-hmm. and that shot of him looking up at the oh when she leaves, like after yeah. she, after she leaves, yeah. When he's looking up at the camera for like recording for when they interrogate, yeah. He just looks up, smiles to say wide angle. Yeah, he goes wide angle. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, God damn this yeah. guy. And then that, and when she leaves, and he's just staring at the camera with like that really serious face. Mm-hmm. That almost would have been a perfect place to end it i thought it so. almost would have been like the perfect end but shot. you know what i really like i like the, the end but i do like the ending where because throughout the movie he's like towards the middle of it he's like oh like i want i want it to be where it's like they announced that i have my own production company and like this is who exclusively gave it to you and it's going to be called video production news and at the very end you see him just the shot of like him talking about like hey welcome to uh video production news like you'll be doing this i'll be working alongside with you all and then the very important line of i would never ask you to do anything that i wouldn't do myself yeah and it's a great it's a great final line from him and then because he would do anything literally anything so then and then the, the trucks roll out and then they go around the city and this is what they do so at the end of the day he won yeah in every aspect yeah because now he has his own business he's established he has no ties to like his former life of like kind of being really shady with everything yeah and he has a weird sex relationship still yeah it's he he's literally like he wins in all facets mm-hmm. and which is so which such a contrast to like when we first see him. Yeah. When he's literally just trying to steal wires and has the shittiest car. Yeah. And by the end of it he has a fucking Mustang with six police scanners in it. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I think that this is a very, very interesting character study. And I think, I think so. it's a great I think this is probably Jake John Hall's best performance, in mm. my opinion. Uh, I don't know, Southpaw is really good too. I like South Park. Oh, I, yeah, the fighting one. The fighting one. Yes, I've never watched it. <laughs> it's good. Uh, yeah, this is probably personally my favorite one. He's so skinny. Like, he's so... Yeah, he got very lanky for this role. Yeah, and... To kind of, like, show that, like, he's, he's a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I don't know, man. Like, I think uh, it's probably my favorite Jake Gyllenhaal performance. It's definitely one of my favorites. I, I just really like Jake Gyllenhaal, and I don't in think like, he... Yeah, in yeah. general. Like, I don't think he gets as much credit as he really deserves. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like... Yeah, I don't know. I really I really don't know, but... I really I, like I him like, as an I, actor. I do, I do personally think that a lot, of, a lot of people don't really know about this movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like... I've, I think I've mentioned this movie to a lot of people, and nobody knows Nightcrawler, but... If you're like a like if you really like movies and you're in in you're in this then you definitely know Nightcrawler. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for some reason I don't think that this movie has gotten enough credit for what it is. Uh, but that's why we started this because we want to like kind of shine some light on some films that we personally feel like probably don't have enough credit for that are really fantastic. And also we're gonna do of course the classics and whatnot. Yeah. But specifically like in you know situations like this, it's like this is a really 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 great film. I really enjoyed this film. Uh, and I think the acting is great. The cinematography, I think, is fantastic in this movie. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal is for him. He's I gold. Mean, he's, he's always, Except honestly. for the man bun. I don't know why. Like, that kind of bothered me. Because <laughs> he just, he has just a little enough hair to just put enough. it up. Yeah. So it's like, why are you putting it up? <laughs> like, it, it'd be different if it was like um, like a, a series of unfortunate events type thing where it's like, oh, she he puts it up when he's like thinking. Oh, I, but I never saw it. It's it's just at random times. Yeah. Mm, That's maybe. a very small thing. It is a very like. small thing. You always complain about the smallest things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, got a small penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, on that note, I think we're going to end this. Uh, Zachary, take us out. Yeah, everybody, thank you for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits.